You are listening to Vintage Orange on KUCI 88.9 FM. Welcome. This is the show where we talk about Orange County history, and uh, but not in the old, boring, musty uh, museum kind of way. We talk about it in ways that are living and breathing and you can still find today. And so today is an excellent... Uh, example of that. Uh, we're going to be talking about Bomber Canyon, which is uh, part of the Irvine Ranch National Natural Landmarks, and it's a preserved space. It's a park here. Um, it's been here for a very long time, a beloved part of Irvine. It borders the Turtle Rock neighborhood, um, and it's actually very, very close to KUCI, so um, anybody here on the UCI campus could get over there very simply. But uh, Bomber Canyon is unique in the, the natural landmarks because it's historic. It was actually the Irvine Ranch cattle camp at one time, when before Irvine was a master plan community. It was a large cattle ranch agricultural operation and Bomber Canyon was where they had the site of the spring roundups and uh, the cattle would be brought down every spring through from the other grazing pastures and the foothills and canyons and driven down through Shady Canyon in the springtime and the name Bomber Canyon uh, first appeared on Orange County maps according to uh, my friend historian Phil Brigandi in his book Orange County place names A to Z, Phil says that Bomber Canyon may have come from a corruption of bummer, um, which is cowboy slang for a calf that lost its mother. So that's possible. It certainly is a logical um, understanding of that from what that place used to be. But the nice thing is that Bomber Canyon today is still a place where you can go and get a sense of Irvine's cowboy heritage. It is a preserved park that uh, everyone in the city of Irvine can come and enjoy. And so to help me talk about that, I interviewed Brian Hughes this week. Uh, Brian is an interpretive specialist with the Irvine Ranch Conservancy, and he is a, a specialist on Bomber Canyon. Um, part of that comes back from when he was here in Irvine as a student at Concordia University. Um, this was before that area was turned into a, a natural park. And and Brian used to kind of uh, go over there and explore on his own. He loved the land. He loved go- getting out there in nature and, and checking it all out. And when he left Irvine, he was kind of sad. He thought what someday that would be developed and, and his kind of beloved canyon there would no longer exist. But when he came back to work for the Irvine Ranch Conservancy, he was very delighted to find out that one of his places of care would be Bomber Canyon, which uh, had now been preserved and turned into this open space preserved park. So without further ado, I will give you my interview with Brian Hughes. Well, Brian, thank you very much for being with me on Vintage Orange today. Um, I'm excited to hear a little bit more about Bomber Canyon. Sure. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. I, I, It's really one of my favorite spots, and I love the fact that we're talking about it here on KUCI because it's probably, I mean, it's walking distance from the campus here, right? I mean, it's yes, really absolutely. close by. Yeah, it is. It's very close. Uh, when I, uh, The nice part was is it was close for me when I was going to school at uh, Concordia just down the street. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, tell me a little bit, for people who aren't familiar with Bomber Canyon, where is it located exactly? Sure. Bomber Canyon is located within the Turtle Rock com- uh, community, uh, pretty much just across the street uh, on off of Shady Canyon Drive from the Turtle Rock Community Park. Mm-hmm. So that's where the trailhead is located 
for access to the Bomber Canyon trails. Okay, and so it's it's right off of what's the road right there? It's Haiti it? Canyon Drive, okay. and it's um, kind of just I guess east of Culver and where Bonita Canyon and Culver kind of turn into one another. Okay, and describe what Bomber Canyon is today. What it, what is what would we find there if we vis- visited? Sure. Yeah. Well, currently uh, there is a brand new, well, fairly new, five years old trailhead there with. A really nice facility with restrooms and a parking lot, uh, some uh, orientation panels, and the trail point, the entry point there. And now it's a nature preserve, so mm-hmm. it's been permanently set aside as open space now for the communities of Irvine and surrounding cities as well, and provides a, a really nice trail opportunities that connect all the way into Laguna Coast Wilderness Park and even into Crystal Cove State Park. Mm. Uh, so it's a uh, kind of a kind of a, a connector trail system that puts you from from the city of Irvine over into all the way to the coast, all the way to the beach. So this is mainly a hiking, or would you bike there as well? It's, it's multi-use, so uh, bikes are allowed as well as hiking and uh, equestrians during certain times of the year. Uh, equestrians are allowed, but they're not permitted in the winter months just because of the wet season and the trails get real soft. Okay. Um, well, I think it's appropriate that horses are because that really goes yeah. back to the history of Bomber Canyon. This Absolutely. was this is not only a pretty place to visit today, but it's a historic place um, on the Irvine Ranch. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Sure. Well, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, the cattle, uh, cattle and horses have a, a very uh, appropriate history there, being that the uh, Bomber Canyon was part of uh, really the kind of the s- center for the original Irvine family and Irvine company cattle operations that were going on uh, within the kind of the south coast region there. Uh, so there were cattle ranched there and sheep were ranched there and as I said the cowboys were riding there and so it does have some some very much some historical significance for for the community there. And they would have those spring roundups there I believe yep. where they would come in and they'd drive the herds in from yeah. um well they were really all over the ranch, right? I mean yeah. the cattle herds at the time. Yep. Um yep. a lot of them back by the foothills kind of in Correct. the canyons back there. Correct. Yeah, and they're up in the north side of town, there, there was another area of the foothills there as well, yes, that were, cow- that were ranched and, uh, for both uh, cattle and sheep as well, yeah. So when, you, when they would bring them in for the, the spring roundup, um, what were the kinds of things that they would, why were they bringing the cattle in for that? I mean, what, why was it that time of year? Sure. Well, that was uh, the birthing time. So mainly they would uh, would bring the cattle in. They'd kind of drive them down in the the late winter, early springs. They mm-hmm. were checking the herd for uh, checking the females for for and watching for their births, and then uh, taking care of the the calves as they were being born and making sure they were all healthy. Uh, they kind of give them their checkups and and check in on them and make sure everybody was accounted for and. And everyone was was doing well. So just general herd maintenance yeah. was happening then, yep. and this was quite a quite an operation. And I I've read about how this was a cooperative effort between the Irvine Ranch was was the main ranch here, obviously, but then there were n- neighboring ranches um, in what is now like Mission Viejo area. Yep. Um, and they would kind of share cowboys, right? Uh, that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, so that's, that's a part of it that that I'm not real. Well, I'd heard these stories that they would, you know, they obviously needed extra hands, and so sure. um, the Irvine Cowboys would go over to their ranch and help them, and um, and then they would come down and help, and it was yep. kind of a cooperative effort beca- uh, between next next door neighbor ranches, I guess, at that I, time. I would certainly imagine that to be true, just just based on the fact that there were 
so few full-time cowboys right. that were working the rest of the year. Right. So I would, I would, uh, I would imagine that certainly there's a lot of truth to that. That they would have definitely needed extra hands, extra uh, help for those processes. So what? Um, so when you go to Bomber Canyon today, I think one of the the really interesting parts, not just the natural beauty of it, but there's actually some historic structures that are yep. still there. Is that right? Yes, that's true. Yeah, there. There's a, an area that's now being sort of renovated that we're referring to as the uh, Bomber Corral Nature Garden. Mm. And what we're doing, the, the Conservancy is working with the city to renovate that area, the old corral. And there's some old uh, cattle implements that were used, some artifacts still remaining from, from the days. There's uh, the dipping trough mm-hmm. and uh, where the cattle were kind of washed, and basically like a big bathtub. Uh, there's still an old squeeze chute that would have allowed the ranchers to perform veterinary checks and do branding and any sort of uh, inoculations, things like that. There's still some of the old chutes available to look at. And so when we first started with the city, the uh, that particular area was really just a big weedy field. Nobody hmm. was taking care of it. Mm-hmm. And now what we've done is built a, a walking path that goes through it so you can get real close, up close and personal with some of those old implements. And we've actually pulled out all the weeds and we've planted it with native uh, plant communities. So there's native grasses and sage scrub uh, and even some oak trees been planted. In so there. it really has kind of a, a indigenous feel to what it looked yeah. like back then, not even just the structures, but the plant material as well. Yeah. That's very cool. So that is available now? Yeah, it's it's only open right now. It's only open during our Wilderness Access Day, oh, okay. which occur every third Saturday. But at some point in the future, it will be part of the seven-day trail system. So people will be able to go in there uh, any day of the week when the trails are open. Trails are open dawn to dusk for people to hike out there. So when you make a hike, can you see some of these structures from the trails, or do you have to have a guided tour for that? Uh, no, at this moment, you do not. As the, There's a, a seven-day trail that walks right past the old corral, so even from there, you you were right right next to some of those old implements. So you are not you are certainly able to view them. You're certainly able to to get a really good close look at them. And then uh, it's just a little interior pathway that we open up uh, during our access days. But like I said, in, in the near future, it will certainly be open as part of that seven day experience, and people will be able to go in there and kind of wander around the old corral and see some of the other pieces. Uh, that are in there. Yeah, I love the fact that those buildings have been preserved and saved. I mean, they they weren't necessarily, I mean, I think you, they've been used for event space. Is that still yeah, happening? Yeah, yeah. Some of the structures that are up there in the cattle camp, uh, that particular area, because it is a reservation facility for mm-hmm. the city, they mm-hmm. don't allow any sort of access in there during sure. uh, during this from a seven-day standpoint, because they do have private reservations all throughout the week and different nights and, and mornings and things like that. Uh, so there is a, a trail that, that kind of bypasses, we actually right. call it Bomber Pass, <laughs> it bypasses the old cattle camp. You can still view it, you can still view the old structures, but people aren't allowed to be on there unless we're staging an activity or they're there for a private reservation. Well, I'm just glad that they have a use so that they still yeah. exist. Because it's a busy place. Yeah, no, yeah. I've, 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 it always seems like something's going on. There. Yep. You have campouts and all yep. kinds of things happening, and and you can check out that on the city's website. Is that right? To be yeah, able- the the res- the facility is rented through the city. Yeah, they they manage all of the reservations that occur out there, and they contract with the conservancy. Our job is to run the recreation programs that uh, I u- utilize the trail system that's out there. Well, you, this brings up a really interesting partnership that exists with these with with Bomber Canyon. It's actually kind of a co um, 
overseeing it together. It's a partnership between the city and the Irvine Ranch Conservancy. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah, that's absolutely correct. Uh, the city contracts with us, uh, excuse me, the, the Irvine Ranch Conservancy, they contract with us in order to manage the open space. So mm-hmm. we're not uh, in charge of maintaining the cattle camp facilities. Uh, we're more in charge of the open space preserve itself, the 4,000 plus acres that the city owns that, that makes up what's referred to as the Irvine uh, Open Space Preserve. And so we're in charge of taking care of all the trails. We take care of all the fences and gates. We do all the science and stewardship work, so there's some restoration projects mm-hmm. that are going on within that land. And then we also facilitate all of the recreation op- tours, all the opportunities. Right. Because even though there is some trails that are uh, accessible seven days a week from the public trailhead, there's also still quite a bit of the preserve that's only available through our guided tours or during the Wilderness Access Day events. Uh, and so there's still a, quite a bit that you do have to be with one of our guides, one of our docents that will take you out there and show you the trails kind of behind the locked gates, so to speak. But, uh, and that's just to maintain more of a wildlife refuge sure. sort of situation. Uh, it's, a, it's more of a nature, like I said, a nature preserve rather than a park. And so it gets treated with a little bit more uh, protection, just a higher level of protection due to a higher level of sensitivity within the plant communities and wildlife that are there. So this is considered the Irvine Ranch uh, Natural Landmarks, is that right? That's what it's considered. And um, this was land that was donated, uh, was it 40,000 acres or 50,000 acres? There's the two different figures I was... Yeah. (laughs) Well, the... The, the, it's a the lot. Na- it is. It's a lot. It is a lot. <laughs> the, the, the landmarks designation refers to uh, about 40,000 acres of mm-hmm. space. That's part that was uh, all the land that's referred to within the landmarks designation was once part of the historic Irvine Ranch. Right. So that's why they, they call it the Irvine Ranch National Natural Landmark. Wonderful. And, that's, uh, and then we were also, and that happened in 2006. Uh, the Department of Interior, so the, the federal government, uh, has a program uh, that's called the National Natural Landmarks Program. And what they do is they look at uh, parcels of land, open space, refuge areas that the federal government's not involved in the ownership of, Mm -hmm. but they see significance there from either a geological standpoint or a biological standpoint, and they are able to kind of give it this designation, and it basically says to, to the people of our, of our country, of our community, that this space is as significant as a national park Wow. Just that the national go- the federal government doesn't have any ownership rights to it, so it's just a nice way of them saying this real this place is really special. Uh, it should be treated with as much reverence as we would a national park, and uh, we're they're just kind of helping us to add a add a layer to the significance of what it is and when we're talking about it to our uh, constituents. Well, that's what you know I think is so special about this whole uh, natural national natural landmark. I think we I don't know if a lot of people realize that they we have this wonderful acreage of of land that they can access. I mean, they see it maybe when they're driving by on the toll road or right. or you know, if they're on Crystal Cove and they look up, you know, from PCH and see that and go, "Oh, that's really pretty." but they don't realize that they can actually get out there and explore right. it. So what's the best way for people to get out and explore? Well, I, one of the best ways within the city of Irvine, at least, is to go directly to Bomber Canyon. One mm-hmm. of the beauties of Bomber Canyon is that 
uh, from that trailhead. The first several miles of trail are very easily accessible for a, a great majority of people. There's nothing very steep. There's nothing very difficult about that kind of that entryway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not until you get uh, several miles into the trail system that you really start to get any sort of real uh, climbing, any sort of elevation gain that would be considered significant. Uh, so accessing through Bomber is a really nice way to get acquainted with it. It has that the corral and the cattle camp as mm-hmm. some nice destinations to, to go to, uh, so, uh, you know, a nice place to kind of look forward to seeing. Uh, also, the on the other side of the preserve, what's called the Quail Hill Trailhead, mm-hmm. has a really nice little area called the Quail Loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, that area, actually, that one trail there, the Quail Loop Trail, is about a two-mile round trip. It's a nice little loop through a meadow. It's beautiful the birds are out there it's I a was great place just for birding. on it on Sunday yeah <laughs> I actually so. was out there myself and it was it was lovely yeah especially this time of year we start yeah. to get a lot of great wildflowers in those meadows and and it is the one trail within the system that does allow dogs on leash there so mm-hmm. it tends to be a pretty popular popular spot for the dog walkers but it does like I said gets lots of wildlife we actually see a lot of snakes there probably see more snakes there than anywhere else we get a lot of birds of prey flying over though looking for all the smaller rodents and things so it's a it's a pretty neat little little habitat there that's going on so it would be possible to take that that loop but just to continue on that would connect through bomber canyon i mean if you were yeah if you, if were you really ambitious. wanted to put the miles yeah absolutely if you <laughs> don't tell my husband in, this you could absolutely you can you can actually the now currently the the uh, what we kind of refer to as the exterior trails mm-hmm. that circle around the open space preserve mm-hmm. are open seven days a week and then it's just the interior parts that are still kept under managed access it okay. can only be through our docent led tours but yeah you can you can connect all the way from bomber around to quail and uh, or start from one and do a full loop all the way through. It's a, it's really pretty. You access through kind of the use the Shady Canyon Bikeway for part of it. Right. You go up under the toll road onto the coastal side, and you're across in Laguna Coast for a little while. About how uh, long would that take? You think? Well, it's about an eleven and a half mile loop. Okay. And it's actually one of my favorite bike rides to do uh, anywhere in Orange County. Uh, I find it to be a very moderate ride, so mm-hmm. it's great for that. But it's also a really nice hike. I mean, eleven and a half miles may sound like a lot but uh, really it's just a beautiful hike it's a great like half day hike um, and you get some great coastal views you get the views looking towards the valley and up into the Santa Ana mountains uh, it's it's a really nice route I'm definitely gonna have to check that one out next when I feel ambitious next time I think, yeah you know. <laughs> but it, it really is it's simple and there's a lot of people that is one place I saw a lot of neighbors out there enjoying that quail hill loop oh um, yeah. yeah just kind of to it's get out there place. real yep. simple thing to do on a weekend morning yep. is to get out there um, but you mentioned docent led tours what kinds yes. of what describe kind of the activities that are happening in Bob- Bomber Canyon that are sure. docent led yeah, well, the Conservancy, we have a core of volunteers of about 350 or so docents and trail guides that help out with our recreation tours, and they lead everything from really easy family and kid, kid-friendly, kid kid-oriented programming mm-hmm. uh, all the way up to really extreme distance hikes where they're traveling up to 16 miles and uh, everything in between, mountain bike rides as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they go all over the place, so a lot of them. Uh, but we even do shorter things. We do uh, some nice, we do full moon hikes every month. We right. do some interpretive hikes where we, maybe it's a birding tour or um, talking about uh, our Mediterranean climate or the plant communities that are there. Uh, so we do a lot of different variety, a lot of different levels as far as re- uh, 
pace of the activity mm-hmm. and distances we travel. We really are just trying to hit kind of all the different uh, ways that people want to get out there, whether so, it's to go out and learn or whether it's just to go out there and get a good workout uh, and, and just kind of try to try to meet everybody where their needs are. Right, and one of the really creative ways you have of doing that is there's a yoga uh, class mm-hmm. that happens in Bomber yeah. Canyon on Wednesday mornings. Yes. And um, tell me a little bit about that. Sure, yeah, Bomber, you know, yoga and Bomber is fantastic. Uh, I actually get an opportunity to enjoy that myself once in a while. It's really nice. Uh, you're out there under the trees in the, in the cattle camp area, just a really peaceful area, really quiet. Uh, it's it's a fantastic experience to kind of just be relaxing out there. Uh, in the in the fall and winter is when we do it in the morning times, and mm-hmm. then we'll switch. We actually will be switching here to an evening time th- okay. for throughout the summer because during the summertime, bombers used for day camp for the the city. Oh. The city actually runs a kids day camp out there uh, during the weekdays. And so during that time, we actually will do yoga in the evenings, which is actually really nice. So we're out there right around dusk, right around sunset, and it's just nice and quiet. It's starting to cool down a little bit. It's just a really relaxing way to do it. We start with a little warm-up, and we do a little one-mile hike on the nature loop, and then we spend about 45 minutes or so doing yoga. And uh, it's usually pretty well attended. So uh, one of the things with our programs with the tours, the Docentlet tours, is we do ask people to pre-register, and mm-hmm. so they do fill up kind of fast. So you got to get on that list. Yeah, yeah, no, that is definitely one of my things to do in the very near future is to hit that yoga class. I've been want- meaning to try that out myself because it sounds wonderful. It is, yeah, I highly recommend that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I like the idea how when you you might think about going out and exploring a natural park or a, a, a outside like this that you have to be really an adventurous soul or you have to be an expert hiker or you have to really, um, you know, be more of a, a biking. S- sporting person and right. it really isn't the case is it it's it's really no. there's something for everyone absolutely absolutely and that's where uh, i think a lot of people find comfort in attending our some of our group tours to get introduced mm-hmm. to what's out there to get introduced to some of the facilities uh, part of it's uh, a social thing to be out with people of like mind and and make some friends and and uh, part of it's a safety thing people feel <laughs> a little bit safer, a little more empowered if they're with a group and, and they know there's leaders that right. have pretty extensive training and experience to help them enjoy the area safely. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, like you said, there's there's plenty of trails, there's plenty of variety within the trails mm-hmm. for those that are really adventurous and want to really put in those miles and do some, some real heavy-duty climbing and things like that. Those opportunities exist. If there's For those that just want to take a nice mellow stroll through the meadow, that's available too. So that's one of the beauties of this open space is that it does provide that range for people to really kind of experience it the way they want to. And it's lovely that in the city of Irvine, we have this um, outdoor open space right in our own backyard. And you can be, you know, within 15 minutes from your front door, you can really feel like you've gone away from, you know, all of the residential development that you're really away from things. And so to have that benefit so convenient and so close by is really just such a wonderful thing that people should take advantage of who live in this area. I absolutely agree. Yeah, there's, it always, it's still kind of uh, funny to me, I'll still get, uh, people will come up and into Bomber and uh, they'll still tell me, oh, I've lived in Turtle Rock for 30 years and never been back here. And <laughs> I still find that hard to believe. But, uh, but yeah, it is it's just a great resource. And it is literally in our backyard. Yes. Uh, for a lot of people, they, can, they don't even have to get in a car to come in and enjoy it. Uh, but even for those that do, we're 
we always we always kind of say we're we're less than a twenty minutes drive from over three million people. So <laughs> it's, it's uh, it is right here. We yeah. don't have to go far to experience to, really don't have beautiful to go far. open space. Exactly, you don't have to go far yeah. to get away. That's yep. great. Yeah. Um, well, thank you, Brian. I appreciate your time here. And the sure. the website where you can go to sign up for for these activities yeah, yeah, is what? Yeah, absolutely. It's let's go outside.org. Okay. Yeah. And right there uh, on that page, you'll find the list of activities, not just the, for those. The beauty of that website is it's a, a great op- place to go for anybody looking for something to do outdoors within mm-hmm. this kind of uh, historic Irvine Ranch area. So there's programs listed there that the Conservancy leads, but there's also programs there at Crystal Cove State Park mm. or with some of the other OC Parks facilities in the region, some of our other uh, partners on the on the ranch like uh, C and Sage Auto bond and uh, there's kayak tours in the bay so it's a kind of a one-stop shop for for all things outdoors activities that are led on the on the Irvine Ranch and uh, it's a free it's a free system for signing up for an account some of the programs that are there uh, are do cost for parking or things like that but everything that the conservancy does is free which Free is wonderful. So. That is just an, an amazing asset that yeah. all of us should be taking advantage of. So so thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I can't wait to get out there and explore myself. Excellent. I hope to see you soon. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank-, thank you to Brian Hughes from the Irvine Ranch Conservancy. I hope that inspired you to get out there and explore Bomber Canyon for yourself. Uh, thank you for joining me this week on Vintage Orange here at KUCI 88.9 FM. Uh, again, my name is Ellen Bell, and I will see you here again next week. I just wanted to remind you, if you wanted to check out the podcast of this show or other shows that we've had um, here on Vintage Orange, you could check out our website. It's at vintageorangekuci.blogspot.com, or just go to the kuci.org website and find the podcast there. Uh, I also have a Facebook page, big surprise, um, that's Vintage Orange KUCI, so the, the uh, podcast links will be there as well so thank you very much i appreciate your time and we will see you next week